0: everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose Coach and Spiritual Activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. Well, we just celebrated Martin Luther King Jr.'s day, his birthday, and so his inspiring words and example have been on my mind. It would take countless podcasts for me to reflect on all the amazing things that King shared with the world and to properly honor his contributions to social justice as well as his spiritual vision for all mankind. So I'm just going to home in on one idea that I found thought-provoking and inspiring. It's from his letter from Birmingham City Jail, written in 1963. He'd been jailed for participation in civil rights demonstrations in Birmingham, Alabama, And the letter was addressed to his fellow clergymen. In it, he speaks to the clergy's accusation that his nonviolent protests were those of an extremist. Considering that today we seem confronted with extremist attitudes and the results of those attitudes, close to home and across the world, I felt his defense of this accusation might be enlightening to us and worth our consideration today. An extremist is defined as a person who holds extreme or fanatical political or religious views, especially one who resorts to or advocates extreme action. In his letter, King expresses how he was first disappointed that his actions of nonviolent protest in response to discontent with the unfair way blacks were being treated was being seen as a form of extremism. But then in this deeply thoughtful letter, he comes to this revelation and shares it. Here's the quote that caught my attention. As I continued to think about the matter, I gradually gained a bit of satisfaction from being considered an extremist. Was not Jesus an extremist in love? Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, pray for them that despitefully use you. Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Was not Paul an extremist for the gospel of Jesus Christ? I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Was not Martin Luther an extremist? Here I stand, I can do none other, so help me God. End of quote. And then Dr. King asks an important question, the one I'm asking myself and ask you today. Here's what he writes to his fellow clergymen. So the question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be. Will we be extremists for hate or will we be extremists for love? I find this is a real call to action. If one really believes in the power of love, then we can't be middle of the road about it, nor can we choose to take the more drastic side of hating. Extremism motivated by hate of another, or even fear of them means we clearly are not on the extreme radical side that's love. We're on the opposite side, and that side is not only extremely dangerous and possibly injurious to others and ourselves, it's essentially without real power. So to be extremist for love means we, to the best of our ability and with all our open hearts, take the side of love in everything we do. We're radicals not because we are crazed emotional zealots, but because our extremism for love is what brings peace to us and to all. It evidences the definition of the word extreme as utmost or exceedingly great in degree. It takes the highest road it can take, stands on the greatest power it can stand on, goes deep, wide, and completely in the direction of love alone. Mary Baker Eddy was a spiritual visionary and truly an extremist for love, taking a radical stand to follow Jesus' example and to help others to do the same. Here's what she had to say about the practice of love in her miscellaneous writings, 1883 to 1896. Love is not something put upon a shelf to be taken down on rare occasions with sugar tongs and laid on a rose leaf. I make strong demands on love, call for active witnesses to prove it, and noble sacrifices and grand achievements as its results. Unless these appear, I cast aside the word as a sham and counterfeit, having no ring of the true metal. Love cannot be a mere abstraction or goodness without activity and power. As a human quality, the glorious significance of affection is more than words— It is the tender, unselfish deed done in secret, the silent, ceaseless prayer, the self-forgetful heart that overflows, the veiled form stealing on an errand of mercy out of a side door, the little feet tripping along the sidewalk, the gentle hand opening the door that turns toward want and woe, sickness and sorrow, and thus lighting the dark places of earth. End of quote. This is a call to active love, and that love is truly more natural to us than hate. And being extremely devoted to love is both a powerful stance and a beautiful way to live. It's a reliance on God, who is love. So it's more than human goodness, but it's an expression of God's nature in us and through us, which is so natural to us. So, what a little be, my lovely listeners and fellow spiritual activists. Quoting MLK again, what kind of extremists will we be? Will we be extremists for hate or will we be extremists for love? I know you know the answer, so just let's do it. And that's all I have for today. If you have any questions or comments or want to talk more, please feel free to contact me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week.